You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome in everybody tuning in to the DC's DFS Challenge Show. It is Saturday night and that means we are back with our favorite daily fantasy lineup cards. We're talking NBA. I know it's the NBA All-Star break, but our tournament is going to be on Wednesday night this week. That's right, Wednesday night for the first time uh, pretty much recording this show in general. The the content is not going to expire within 24 hours of recording. This is going to go all the way to Wednesday night. There's only two games on Wednesday night, so we're easing right back in the first slate of games right after the NBA All-Star break. Our contest, our first contest for March, that is, is kicking off exactly then. So that'll be our first contest of the month of March. Again, it's the same contest, $100 at championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Flaherty, who will be on the second half of the show to talk about his bets for Sunday that he likes a lot. And there's a lot of things that he wants to get into tonight. So make sure you go ahead, hit the link. It's going to be up there on the uh, below this video. You can hit it on the comments. It's also been posted everywhere at Belly Up Fantasy Sports or at Belly Up MDFF Show, wherever you like to go. It's a free contest for DraftKings, so make sure you join and you become eligible if you win to $100 championshipfootballs.com. So that's how we're doing that. That's what this show is going to be about, or at least this first half hour is going to be about. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. You are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are on WWSRN. Make sure you download the app for all the great Worldwide Sports Radio Network content that is out there. I am joined once again by Mr. Christopher Dowhauer coming on to help, us, help me out with these NBA DFS lineups. We both kind of had a rough week last week. We're looking to rebound this week, though. We want to open things up for the listeners to have a chance to win sometimes, too. So that's always good. But first of all, Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. Ready to talk some DFS. Yes, sir. We got a lot to get into. Again, it's only two games. So there's going to be an interesting strategic uh, selection that's going to go into it because it's going to be all about hitting those contrarian plays because you're picking from a very small and same group of players when you're talking about these tournament plays. So we're going to get into all that. Before we do, though, I want you guys to know this show is brought to you by Manscaped. And March is the month of luck. And you're in luck because Manscaped for St. Patty's Day is going to help you out because it's for pubs. It's not for pubes. And they're the global leader for below-the-waist grooming. And they sponsored this show to ensure you have the best tools for your ball-trimming experience. You, If you plan on getting lucky this St. Patty's, then you need to use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free international shipping. Also, every purchase made at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to testicular cancer society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So again, just use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free international shipping. So Chris, when you went through your lineup, what was your mindset knowing that we're only selecting players from two games competing against uh, these major tournaments? I think the big thing for me that kind of stood out was I was going to try to load up on as many good players as I possibly could because I'm trying to figure out those one or two, three key players that maybe I hit on and somebody else doesn't, or maybe somebody's trying to stretch their lineup, um, trying to have like a deeper lineup, spending less money for each roster spot. But I think the, the big dogs are going to eat I'm looking for. Yeah, you know, I don't disagree with that. I maybe took a slightly different approach, which is good because maybe our lineups will be a little bit different. We'll be able to share and show why we went in different directions. But I took more of the approach of 
I'm going to get the guys that I feel like I have to have on my team in order to win the tournament. And then I'm going to try to hit with sleepers that presented good value to me in these two games upcoming. So why don't we start it off with your lineup? We'll comb through it. We'll give our analysis on it and we'll see where we get to by the end of this half hour. So just to kick off, I kind of went heavy on point guard for my lineup this week. Okay. Um, when I, when I looked at the teams, I the looked bigs at weren't the there. What'd you say? The bigs weren't there. The value was not in the bigs. The big, these two big were not, they were not. And when you saw some of the names that you could pick from, from the guard position, I really went heavy point guard. Um, I started off with Russell Westbrook as one to spend the money um, because I feel like you have a guy who's basically can get you a triple double every time he steps on the court. Um, and it was kind of between him and Bradley Beal for me. Bradley Beal is kind of more dependent on the scoring. Westbrook's got that floor where you know that no matter what, he probably going to get his rebounds or assists as well. Yeah, um, he's looking at what? Six to eight boards, six to eight assists, 20 yeah. plus points. So you are going to get more of that all around game. Plus, he usually gets a couple steals here and there too. And he's been on a nice little streak lately. He's been dropping around 50 to 60 points um, on DFS-wise. So he's he's been on a little, a little hot streak himself. And then I kind of had a hard time picking my point guard. So I was like, well, I want Luca on my, my team too. Um, so I also picked Luca and I played him with the guard position. Um, I felt we, like we both have Luca. We do both yeah. have Luca on this one. We kind of had to against San Antonio. You're going to games. He's one of those guys that if you're playing in tournament, is everybody probably going to have Luca in their lineups? Sure. Yes, but you're not going to be able to win without him. Most likely. Absolutely. Great. And once again, talking about a walking triple double possibility. I mean, the guy is basically, he's been dropping 60, 70 you know, points for DFS wise. Um, you want to always try to have him in your line, but you're kind of pointing out. I think people kind of uh, may outthink themselves on that one. So I think for me, even though I love Westbrook, I had to go Luca as well as point guard. And I kind of kept with the point guard thing um, because I was really having a hard time picking this point guard starter. So I actually went with Ja Morant as my utility player. Um, Ja's been on a hell of a scoring streak lately. He has. Um, he's been dropping about 35 the last two games. Um, and he's been getting his assists. And once again, a guy who can actually get some rebounds here. He had a triple-double earlier in the season. So another guy who I'm trying to hit big on. Um, so that was kind of my three-point guard trio that kind of built my team around. And then I kind of filled in around with that. Um, I looked well, for just, some – Not to cut you off, with John Morant, too. He's somebody who, like you say, he's coming on strong as of late. But he's somebody who kind of had a slow start. He's looking to get off hot coming the second half of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised that first game back if he's really kind of chomping at the bit because that's been a big thing about Morant right now from this point in the season moving forward is he's trying to get back on track. Well, I think you kind of saw that uh, about three games ago, he had seven points. He scored seven points, one for eight. And since that, he's dropped 35 and 35 back-to-back games. Um, I think that he kind of recognized he needs to score. So instead of taking eight shots, he's been taking his 20, 25 shots. Um, so if he's going he's gonna to shoot with volume, and you're going to get the opportunity, like I said, for some assists and even some rebounds. You have a player that you want to have in your lineup, I think, this week. I agree. Um, so I kind of filled in around that, but I went with his backcourt uh, partner and Derek Brooks. Um, I'm a big believer in um, pay him why you don't have to or play him why you don't have to pay him. And Derek Brooks is one of those players that right now, because he came off injury about three or four games ago, um, has been a little bit of scoring sport. He can drop you 20. He had uh, six or seven assists last game, had three or four rebounds. So another player who I'm looking for the value and also an opportunity to have some upside. We both have Dylan Brooks as well. 
and the good thing about him is that you can play him at the guard or the four position. He's listed as both two guard and the three position. To your point, the minutes have been up. He's had 35 minutes the last game, 31 minutes before that. He's coming off a big 50-burger fantasy point performance against Milwaukee. And he's, like you said, he is getting the minutes right now along with, and that's coinciding with Morant playing better as well. So that's not Morant playing better and being more aggressive is not taking away from the potential of a Dylan Brooks, especially in this matchup here against Washington. So we both have Dylan Brooks in our lineup this week. I mean, I think $400, I might add. That's a great point. And I think also with Jaws scoring and being aggressive, Dylan Brooks has been getting some assists as well. Yeah. Like I said, he had six or seven assists last game. So it, that's what you're kind of helping out as well. Even if he doesn't get to all the points, he actually gets some kind of, um, he's still getting DFS points for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then I also kind of looked for some other value and kind of stuck with my Memphis uh, run. I looked at uh, Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow is a little bit stuck in a, a situation where he's kind of sharing some front court time, but because he plays multiple positions, he finds a way to get on the court. And I think that right now, once again, a guy that you don't have to pay very much for, and you have a chance to pay, pretty much get 20, 30 points. You kind of want to have that little glue piece. I think Justice Winslow, that little glue piece to kind of hold that roster together. Yeah, I like that too. I in my first initial draft, when I go when I go through this, I go through you know multiple different lineups. I land on one I actually like. And my first initial draft, I actually did have Winslow in my lineup. I wound up taking him out to go with a different option there. But to your point, he's $3,900. He's a guy who's going to get you a little bit of everything. Does he have the potential of a 35-plus fantasy performance? No, but at $3,900, is he going to get you in the mid-20s? Yes, he's going to hold the glue down so you have the extra money to spend up. Say, if you want to go Luca, Russell Westbrook, and John Morant, you're going to need a player like that in your line to be able to pull off a trio like you have, and it's not a bad one to go with. It's not going to lose you the tournament. It's going to set you up in other areas. I also think he has some upside. Um, he's been on a minute restriction for most since he's come off his injury. And I think that after the all-star break, they're talking about getting a little bit more time, a little bit more run. So as long as he's producing, he should be out there and talk about a stat stopper. Justin Winslow doesn't just, you know, isn't just dependent on points. He can rebound, he can handle the ball. And he also has a lot of steals here and there. So I think that's a player that you kind of might find some sneaky upside this week um, because he's been calling averaging 20, 25 points. His value is really low. But I think right now you might see that he's about to take a little bit of a run. Make a little bit of a run, I should say. I can't disagree with you. All right. Um, kind of looking for some real value and trying to fit all those star players on my roster. I picked up, um, I'm probably going to say his last name wrong, but uh, the Avenja from um, Washington, the small four power forward. Yes. I played him at, played him at the forward position. $3,100, a guy like we're talking about Winslow getting you 20, 25 points. He's the kind of guy kind of do some, something similar. Once again, I'm looking for after the all-star break, some of these young guys getting some more playing time. And I'm hopeful in the Washington front court, also playing Memphis. You got a chance where that game might be some of the uh, younger guys getting some run that game. Not to totally peel us away from DFS, but we're both basketball guys. We watched throughout the season. Do you think Washington is going to go in the second half of the season with the mindset of trying to find a way to tank trade away at Bradley Beal, try to change things up and have these young guys like you're talking about play more of these minutes because they just want the season to be over. I don't think they're going to tank in the sense that they're going to move Bradley Beal. Um, everything I hear, Bradley Beal is very much trying to be like Dean Lillard and trying to finish his career out in Washington um, or do the best to try to finish his career out in Washington. 
Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to move Westbrook. The problem is I don't really see anybody paying that, taking that on that contract. Yeah. Um, maybe somebody gets desperate, but I think more and less of what you're going to see is you're going to see them start playing some young guys with those players to kind of see who fits with Bradley Beal moving forward. Um, and kind of some of the guys who, because they have a little bit of a uh, log jam at front, in the front court, you have a couple of players who play the three, four position right now. I think they might start trying to figure out who sticks around and who do they have pieces to move to try to add some pieces around Bradley Bill moving forward after this year. That's why I asked you the question, because I agree with you. Be- I think the, I think what it comes down to is not so much Bradley Beal wanting to, wanting to uh, play out his career in Washington. I think it comes down to the fact that they know they're probably not going to be able to move Westbrook. And if you're probably not going to be able to move Westbrook, well, you know what? Why move Bradley Beal? If you're going to be stuck, be stuck with two-star players, play these young guys, see if you can develop into something for next season. I agree with you. I don't think they're going to wind up tanking, but that is a big topic of discussion right now with the NBA draft looming. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But continue, please, with your lineup. Sure. Um, then I went to the center position. I was also trying to be a little bit prudent with how I spent my money. So I jumped with Trey Lyles. Um, I know that Aldridge is a possibility that he might play, so that might deter if I do stick with that or not. But as of right now, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, Trey Lyles has been in a little role himself and that he's been getting some uh, quality playing time and he gets his rescoring. He gets a, hits a three, or, a three here or there for you, um, gets some rebounding. And then I say Antonio Gein, uh, one of the players who probably will play a lot of the center power four position for them so that he has opportunity to be out there pretty consistently. He might not have a high ceiling, um, but I think he has a pretty good floor. And for the value, what I'm trying to save money for, comparable to what else is at center, I thought he was probably my best bet. Yeah, like your point, Alger's dealing with an illness. Maybe he's back by then. That's the beauty of this being Wednesday. Might might wind up taking that change. And that's what people got to keep in mind. When When you're joining the tournament, this tournament, this particular week, is not until Wednesday. So set your lineups, take our advice, but make sure you're updating. Make sure, we talked about this last week, make sure you're checking all the way up through Wednesday night to make sure you don't leave anybody out, or if circumstances change between a player coming back unexpectedly, you're able to make that move. That's a great point. Just to point out to my last week, how we kind of did. Um, don't just check it once, keep checking it. I had to change my lineup last week because of some of the different people who were ruled out, and I want to put Jimmy Butler in my lineup to find out that he wasn't going to play. So I didn't get him out in time. <laughs> yeah, um, so all the yeah, way out until time. Keep, keep checking, keep checking. <laughs> All right, so continuing on my lineup, um, I was basically looking for some other players to kind of have some upside for me. So I went with Tim Hardaway Jr. at the forward position. Um, Hardaway has been kind of hit or miss this year. Him and Josh Richardson kind of chopping each other off when it comes to fantasy-wise. But both of them played about 30 minutes last game. Both of them had about 20-something points. Hardaway has a great floor. He's probably going to get you with 20-25 DFS points. Um, but you're hoping that he pops off, maybe hits five or six threes for you, maybe gets a couple assists. Um, with Porzingis, I'm never quite sure when he's going to play or not going to play. When he does, Porzingis doesn't play, Hardaway usually is that second leading scorer. So that's what you want to kind of keep in mind. Like I said, even if he's not, looking what else was kind of available, for me, he was the best bet to kind of try to aim for some upside with. 
Yeah, we both have Hardaway as well. He's in my utility position. Again, $4,800, a good matchup against San Antonio. To your point, yes, he's hit or miss, but this is one of the key guys that I talked about when I was going through my lineup where you're going to have to take chances if you want to win these big-time tournaments on players like this. We only have two games to choose from and hope that they catch fire, hope that they hit. And at $4,800, given the matchup against San Antonio, given what he can do when he does get hot, you're not going to get much better value than it's him Hardaway in that position for this particular type of tournament. Absolutely. And I, and we're talking about, you know, having Luca in your lineup. So you're going to have to cut some corners here or there. And I think that right around that value, you had choice between Hardaway, Josh Richardson and um, Walker, Lonnie Walker from San Antonio. For me, Hardaway had the most upside of those two players, or those three players, I should say. Oh, I can't disagree. That's why I have him in my lineup as well. <laughs> all right um so that was pretty much what i went with this week um i like i said i'm really big on this week i think you gotta try to pack as many stars as you possibly can into your lineup and then kind of look for the guys that you have a good feeling about or the guys that you kind of see trending in the right direction how about you what do you got well like i said we get, we talked about luca we both have luca in our lineups we both have dylan brooke in our lineups we both have tim hardaway in our lineups i also decided I was going all in on Dallas and I put Richardson in there right there with Hardaway and Luca and said, you know what? If Dallas catches fire, then I'm good. I'm good to go. And that's kind of what I'm rolling with there. Again, Richardson, Tim Hardaway has the higher floor and probably higher ceiling as well, because he'll get a little bit more playing time, normally speaking, but both of these guys, to your point, plugged in 30 minutes, were both able to perform. I think that can kind of continues. I don't know if Virginia's comes back by Wednesday, I'm leaning towards maybe, maybe not. So that's why I'm going to go with Richardson here. I think they both have an opportunity to get hot. That's why I went with Richardson in that last forward spot, along with Luca, along with Tim Hardaway in that one. Then I moved up. I went with Melton at the guard position for Memphis going up against Washington. One good thing about Beal and Westbrook is they don't tend to play a lot of defense. So you kind of have that going for him as well. He's somebody, again, $4,600. He's been averaging 22 points of fantasy points, but other than the last game against Milwaukee, which he had a rough outing in that one, before that, he was plugging about 22 to 25 minutes, but he was getting 30 to 40 fantasy points on a stretch he's just coming off of. So I'm going to say that he rides the hot hand a little bit. He's starting to get more playing time, get more into the rotation. So I went with Melton here as one of my other sleepers at the extra guard position for daily fantasy against Washington, this particular match where I'm trying to hit on sleepers. Sticking with Memphis, he burned me before, <laughs> but as we talked about, there wasn't a lot of bigs that had a lot of value. So I went with Valanchunas. Now, last time I played Valanchunas, I got burned because he plugged in 13 minutes because Memphis wiped the floor with Houston to the point where he didn't, he didn't need to play. Didn't see that coming. Don't think that happens here. <laughs> so definitely going with Valentinus here is $7,100. Again, bigs do very, very well against Washington. Talking about a guy who has a floor of the low 30s, a ceiling of 50 throughout this entire season, except for the game I played him. So maybe if he bones me again, then that, it's over. I'm not, I'm not touching Valentinus after that. It will be something about me playing him. But I do like going with him in this situation, especially given that there's really not a lot of bigs in these two games that are going to get you a lot of value. So give me the guy who can get me double doubles. Give me the guy who can get me plus 20 uh, points 
and then get me up to possibly 50 fantasy points, depending on how that game goes. At the power forward position, this is where I started to pay up a little bit. I went with DeMar DeRozan. Guy came back. He's been on fire. He's been lighting it up. Again, love him against Dallas. That's a game where, you know, we'll talk about betting in the next half hour. That's a game where I'm going to bet the over. Where the two teams play. Dallas doesn't play a lick of defense. Antonio doesn't play a lick of defense. No one's going to guard anybody anyway. And DeMar DeRozan has been plugging a lot of minutes lately. This guy, You're talking about a guy who 30, 36, 42, 38. Consequently, 30, 40, 46, 54 fantasy points over the last four games. And he's not putting up his big spectacular games doing this, by the way. He's putting up just normal DeMar DeRozan type of games and lining it up. What happens when you get a game against Dallas coming off the all-star break with a few fresh legs? I like my odds with DeMar DeRozan, what he's going to be able to do for you from a fantasy standpoint. I go to the small forward position. Went back to another sleeper. Went back to Davis Pertans. Now, again, you're trying to catch lightning in the bottle when you do this, but he's $4,400. He's a guy who can get you about 20 fantasy points if he's shooting from three well that day. He has been playing decently recently, and that's usually what I like to do when it comes to DFS. I want to ride the hot hand at the moment. He's just coming off a game not too long ago against Boston where he had 28 fantasy points. He had 30 fantasy points the game before that. It's all a matter of whether he's going to hit his three that game. But at $4,400, a guy who I think can get me at least into the low 20s in fantasy points, that's the route that I'm going to take here as we get to pay up. Because, again, like I said, we had to pay up for Luca. I had to pay up for DeMar. I had to pay up a little bit for Valanchunas. So that's where a lot of my lineup went. And that was pretty much it because the rest, again, Dylan Brooks, the players that we both had for that. So what, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, you kind of had some of the guys that I debated with trying to wrestle with the, how I could get them in my lineup or not get them in my lineup. Uh, DeRozan was a big one. I think DeMar has one of the best floors right now in fantasy, and he's been um, pretty consistent with the flirting with the triple-double each game. Might not get it, but it's always around 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, or that's kind of rotated around here, 19, 9, 5. But he's pretty much in that ballpark. He's handling the ball a lot. He's playing the four for San Antonio, so he's a mismatch a lot of times, kind of playing that Draymond green role. Yeah, I love that he's playing the four so much for that because it really opens up things for him. And just like you said, he's able to play that Draymond role. So he's able to do a little bit of everything. Plus, there's nobody who usually playing the four who's going to be able to come out and stick with him and be able to do that. And they have to switch it up defensively and cause his mismatches all the way up and down the floor. Absolutely. Um, so he was definitely a player that I had wrestled with. My only thing with him is that his, his ceiling isn't necessarily the highest. While he's really, really getting to get you those 40 to 50 points, he really gets above that. Um, so that was something where I tried to aim a little higher with Morant, but I understood if you wanted to go to Rosen, I would under, I could definitely understand that. Um, Bertans is in the same kind of boat. My only concern with him was kind of what you're saying. He's very hit and miss with three, and he has a lot of different players. He's kind of competing for playing time right now. Um, that front court is finally healthy for the, for the most part, other than Thomas Bryant. So you got Wagner back. You got Huchimura playing. Um, you got Aviji playing. So you have a lot of different players who are playing that four right now. I think it's kind of interesting to see, does he get the, the playing time that you're looking for? Um, when he's out there, similar to like a Duncan Robinson for, the, for Miami, he's one of those guys, he can win you a, a game or he can lose it for you. So I understand why you're kind of tempted. That's definitely by him. 
Plus, as you pointed out, neither one of those teams play defense. Um, so he has got a chance to have some definitely open looks. And I think that the Melton play was one of the interesting ones. I hadn't really considered him, um, but you're definitely on the right track that he's been hot. And one of the players is definitely part of their key, ro- key part of their rotation. I'm curious to kind of see how it unfolds as the season progresses because they get, they're starting to get healthy. Um, part of his little spurt was when Brooks was out. Uh, right. Brooks is back. So it'll kind of be interesting to see how that his time, his playing time still materializes. But as you pointed out, they're playing Westbrook and Beal. Not only is not, they don't play defense, they're both smaller guards. So you can see a lot of two-point guard sets out of Memphis uh, tomorrow. Well, that's why I went with both Brooks and Melton. My, my mindset is I, I believe Melton plays well enough as of late that they would at least give him a significant role, even with Brooks back in the rotation. And both of them, if they play a lot, have actually a good opportunity here in this game. And they're both values. I mean, that, that's basically what it came down to as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that at all. Like I said, they're the, they're the players. The only player that you kind of left off and I, we both left off that I really struggled with was Deontay Murray. Um, we talked about that game that Dallas-San Antonio bet in the over. Um, Murray's been on a streak himself. And also another guy who can get you triple-double pretty easily. Um, and he's an interesting player because last game he shot, I think it was three for 13, but he still got you almost 50 fan, uh, DFS points. So there's not a guy who has to hit a shot necessarily to get you your points. No, that's an excellent point as well. That's another guy that you guys can go ahead and kind of plug in there. Uh, maybe take a look at when you're going through your lineups as well to see where these guys all fit. And again, we're, we're here to give you guys our, our best analysis to help you put together a nice lineup, use it, integrate it. You want it, but the big, the key is our philosophy. You want to find some contrarian plays throughout this because with two games, it's going to be hard to do. So take your shots, but pinpoint them, make sure it makes sense. Make sure they have a good matchup. Make sure they're playing the minutes right now. Uh, and again, always, always double, 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 triple check all the way up until tip time, exactly who's playing injury wise and whatnot. What we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back on the other side, it'll be the second half. Bauer, have Mr. Chaz Flaherty, have Mr. Mikey Betts. We'll get into some things and win you guys some money for Sunday. So we'll be right back on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, right after this. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back in, everybody, to the second half hour of the DC's DFS Challenge show where we talk about all the bets to help you guys win some money, especially on Sundays. I'm your host, Dan Mater. You are listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Make sure you download the app on your Android store or WWSRN on iOS. And of course, I'm here with Chris Dow Howard. We just went through all of our DFS lineups for our Wednesday tournament, $100 at championshipfootballs.com. We're kicking off the month of March. It's a free contest. It's already up on the social media accounts at Belly Up Fantasy on both Facebook and Twitter. And of course, you can always check it out everywhere we are so you can get free contests chance to win $100. We're going to have in a few moments anyway, after we talk a little bit, going to have the announcement for who the February uh, winner is in just a moment. And of course, we have Mr. Chaz Flaherty and Mr. Mikey Betts here with us. Chaz, how are you doing today? Very good day. Very good. Oliver, you had a very good day last week too. No, no, we're on a roll, but we're working. And you guys know, we talk about it. We're all handicappers. It's hard. So we're kind of, and I've done this from the beginning with Sports Betting Weekly. It's never been about me. It's been about guys I know. And if guys just as good as you were better than you, I, you know, you know, when you're, if you played high school football, you were a 
junior or a senior and this freshman came in and he was like, you knew, you knew you're changing positions, you know? Um, so these guys are really good and I'm just kind of piggybacking, but, but I got to give a shout out Blackhawk West, you know, the, from, and again, yeah. remember I got, I got one guy that owns GMF sports consultants and another guy that owns 151 sports investing as my help those you know you would think if you're gonna name it that you better be good at it you know <laughs> and uh for some reason west is just he understands fcs he knows where to find the data he knows where to find the games i couldn't even find the game but he gave out and he teased it on the show and mikey knows when you tease it and it hits it's pretty cool but he teased the dog and it was uh deon sanders team okay uh, Jackson State, well, they won the game yeah. getting double digits. So the money line, I put them together with the Shockers because um, I'm I'm on a bet against South Florida. I don't who I don't care who South Florida plays, bet against South Florida kick. I've been on it for about four games now, and that parlay was seven to one. So that's how my day started. That's awesome. And to your point. Even a guy as experienced as Chaz still will go to other people to get help. And for us, our the big guy that we always want you to get help from is Mikey Betts. Because if you go to bellyupfantasysports.com slash Mikey Betts, you sign up for his membership, he's going to help you win money. And Mikey, how are you doing today? Uh, I, I didn't like the board this week or today, so I didn't really place too much today. Um, I had the Maple Leafs, and that one kicked me in the ass or in the butt today. Uh, but... <laughs> But uh, I had a really good week. NBA was great uh, for the for the few days that it was uh, here this week. I had the Celtics that were dogs against the Clippers, surprisingly. I had the Nuggets that were dogs against the Bucks. Uh, Chaz, I saw you like my one tweet where I was like, "How how are the Nuggets plus two eighty six against the Bucks?" You know, and they ended up you know beating them by double digits. So yeah. you uh, know, what? I, I, let me let me ask you a question, Mike. While you're talking. Does this, uh, the, the, the NBA break, does it help you mentally? Yeah. Like, I mean, I get to hang out. My girlfriend definitely likes it. She's like, she definitely <laughs> likes this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a nice mental break, but, uh, now I'm looking at the all-star game. It's even stuff like this. You could bet on, uh, I'm looking at, uh, trades that are potential that could happen that could totally, um, just, you know be a shockwave to the league. And, and if you look at bets right now, you, you look, uh, you look at certain teams that are going to look, make blockbuster trades that might not have high odds to win the finals right now, but uh, they have a chance later. Um, I can't look at any right now. I don't, I don't see any suspecting trades. Uh, Andre Drummond, uh, obviously I know he's on, on the trade block. Um, we can talk about it later, but yeah, it's been a good week. So were you, were you guys able to find all-star game point spread yet? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was uh, at least. I I saw I was on like wait I was on way too many books today. <laughs> <laughs> way too many. But I happened to have some money in the accounts and so I just kept spreading around. But I found the three point and I found MVP, but I didn't find like the, the game. The over under and total for the game. Those- well, there's actually uh, there's actually lines on BUSR Sportsbook right now, four and a half in favor of LeBron's team. Uh, the over under was set at three ten. Uh, LeBron's team set at one seventy five. Durant's team set at one forty five. Which reminds me, the what the big thing about betting, especially in the states, is that you can't always bet in every state that you are in, except for you can 
with BUSR. Even if you're in a pesky location that doesn't allow access to sports betting, because they are an international sports book, you can bet with BUSR. So if you just go to link BUSR.com slash bellyupfantasy, you can sign up for a 20% deposit bonus that's up to $500. So it's up to $500 of free money just by clicking the link BUSR.com slash bellyupfantasy found on any one of our social medias at bellyupfantasy or at bellyupfantasysports.com. So BUSR does have those lines up right now. It's actually something I wanted to talk about because I think I might be putting a few shekels on that all-star game myself tomorrow. Yeah, I normally, I, 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 all-star games, I bet the over. I don't care what the sport is. Tiddlywinks. If the uh, table tennis, remember when table tennis was all the rage because that's all we had to bet on? <laughs> I would even bet the all-star game over for tennis, table, t- table tennis, because it really, these guys don't play defense. They come out, they score, and no matter how high it is, it seems like most years they reach it. Yeah, the over the over under is 310. There's no way I'd bet the under. No chance. No, no way. Nobody plays offense. This is all fun. Everybody's here to have a good time. Um, but think about that's almost a hundred points a quarter. <laughs> no, I know that's why it's great. That's why it's the best all-star game to watch because it's just nothing but constant nonstop action the entire way through. But I mean, even if even if these guys did come out and try, let's think about this NBA season. Two-thirds of the league does not play defense. You think they're gonna come in and play defense in the all-star game? No chance. It's true. We and we talked, you talked about that when we were talking about when you when you're picking your teams. Now, that's a great question. I don't know because I'm not a fantasy guy. Uh, even though you guys are making me much more of a fantasy guy than I ever was before. <laughs> ah, what um what is it for tomorrow? Can you do a roster for the all-star game? So they don't have anything going on for tomorrow. Um, Chris and I, we just went through our lineup cards, but that's for the Wednesday slate of games, the first game back after the All-Star break. That's what they're jumping to. They're not They're not doing it for the All-Star. I wish they would, it but they're not see, doing I, it. To me, that seems like, well, how many guys are in each team? So 12, 12 and 12. 12. So, and you normally have eight, right? In your lineup, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, you I would have enough seems, players to it pick It just from. seems like... That's an opportunity. The most that... fantasy you can do tomorrow is to do player props. That would be the most fantasy you're going to be yeah. able to do tomorrow. And I mean, well, who am I to tell them how to run their fantasy? I'm just saying, from a non-fantasy guy, guy, next time you might want to think about doing an all-star day party. Yeah, hey, that's exactly. the best advice you've had. <laughs> <laughs> I do like some player props, though. Did you see the uh, Luka Doncic uh, over 14 and a half points? I did not see that. I will definitely be throwing some shekels on that. Why myself. would you not do that? Yeah, that's yeah. that's like a no-brainer. I feel like he, he has a chance to be the all-star MVP, too. Um, 100%. You think Braun wants to run up down the court for 36 minutes? No, he's going to be like, Luca, get your butt in there. Right, exactly. And then you got Zion. You know he's going to have some fun there. Um, definitely hitting over 14 points. I feel like it's going to be all about him. You know, now he's, he's, he's starting to do stuff, right? Because, again... I follow you guys on basketball because why would I? Do you, I don't want to handicap basketball. You always know when Chaz was watching the top 10 ESPN throughout the week because all of a sudden he's like, wait, no, I know that guy. I just. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So my question is, is Zion starting to do stuff like that is special, right? He is. He is. He's, is his game starting to come together? He's starting to show why he's such an athletic freak, uh, even, even with his build. Uh, he just has, you know, he has a few more fundamental things he's got to put together in the game. You know, eventually he'll make, he'll get a jump shot. But I mean, Bron didn't get a jump shot until he was nine years into his career. It didn't really seem to matter. But yes, Zion is starting to really show how gifted he is, especially lately. 
Yeah, I noticed that. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it's hard not to, you got to imagine if you were his agent when he threw that shoe that time, <laughs> what, a, what a stroke you had that minute, right? Uh, Mikey. Yes, sir. Fire away. What other props are you looking at? Because you had a several of them. Uh, I also liked uh, James Harden over 12 and a half points. I feel like that one's a easy Pretty much hammer. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a surprise is going to be Zach Levine over nine and a half points. Um, that's yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this guy's going to go off. Uh, he he stepped up this year. Uh, he proved me wrong. I I said that he's never going to be you know anything special. And uh, yeah, I feel like he's definitely going to get over nine and a half points. And like I said, the old guys aren't going to be in there too long. Um, no. The, the young guys are going to have some fun, especially the first timers. You know, you know how that is. Yeah. Hey, I've so. got I've got to interject here. OK, so if you're watching this right now live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, it's why I call it an app that's worth its weight in Bitcoin. You should have a pet. I know this is old school, but why do you want to have to go back and watch it again? Write down what Mikey says and bet it. Exactly. It isn't rocket science. He watches these games. He probably watches his watches every game. I've never been a guy that went on Monday and Tuesday and watched any every NFL game. I know what to, to look for. I do, you know. I have, I, as you know, you have a girlfriend. I have a wife, and, and by Monday and Tuesday, they're pretty sick of the crap we give them all weekend. You know. Oh, exactly. exactly. But really, just write down what he says. Write down Luca. Write down Zion. Write down Harden. Write down Zach Lemon. Write just write it down, and then tomorrow, don't think. Well, first yeah, of all, as we it. encourage everybody to watch this show as many times as they possibly can. Number one. Number two, uh, if you really want to get some help from Mikey Betts, just sign up for his membership. Yeah, it's it's really that easy. It really is. And and you can you can see the testimonies uh on the Belia Fantasy Twitter page. Uh and you can even see on my page, dude. Everybody loves it. Everybody everybody's uh winning, especially yesterday. We just had a parlay hit. Yeah. Um let me look at it really quick. Sorry, I am not prepared. We <laughs> okay. Well, we while, while you're doing that, I'll let you yeah. know that um, I was on Colorado uh, from, I think that came from, that came from uh, John, GMF Sports Consultants, but they were down one nothing, so I hopped on them. Whenever these guys give you plays, too, by the way, if you're getting plays from Mikey or listen to the show, don't quit on them in the first quarter or first period when they're down, <laughs> bet them again, bet them again. And then all of a sudden that minus two sixty is minus one fifteen, And right. it's the same team that he liked 20 minutes ago. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I found the parlay. The one that hit yesterday was uh, I had the, the Minnesota wild money line, Blackhawks plus one and a half Kings money line. And uh, and Toledo uh, minus nine and a half. So you put down ten on that, you win two fifty. Um, it, it's just fun, you know. Uh, you get one free parlay a week. So whoever wants it, come and get it. BellyofFantasySports.com/slash MikeyBets. If, if you sign up right now, you can get fifty percent off uh, if you use the promo code MikeyBets. Absolutely. And before we get into the All Star games, I want to talk about that a little bit more because of who I want to bet on. I think to win that game. I do want to announce who the February winner is for $100championshipfootballs.com, which is the gift generously given to us every single month here by Mr. Chaz Flaherty. And I do these drawings. I used to do them on air. I do them off air now because it gets a little clunky with the flow of everything. So we did it off air. 
And we had three eligible contestants, uh, Mickey Katz, 12, J.A. Meadows, 17, J.J. Malecki, 89, were all the eligible contestants from the month of February. J.A. Meadows, 17, is going to be the winner of the February giveaway. As Flardy, he'll get a championship football of his choosing. So all those great things are there for you guys. That's why we do this. It's always in drawing for one of the best sports gifts that you could possibly ever get. Right, Mr. Chaz? Yeah, you were streaming on me a little bit, uh, breaking up on me. Uh, but you know oh, what? I'm okay. I was funny for me. It was sounding like you were, you know, in slow motion, like when they run in the movies, <laughs> the slow motion, because I could hear your words, but they were slow. But, you know, I mean, this person is very lucky because even if it isn't a team, because we don't do everybody, you got to win. Just like our, our, you guys don't just give out every play. You give out winners. Uh, we don't make every team. We make winners. It's championshipfootballs.com. So whether it's their team or a friend, it's the coolest present they'll open that day guaranteed. Absolutely. So congratulations again to J.A. Meadows. 17 will be in contact with you shortly. So I want to talk a little bit more about this All-Star game, and we'll get into any other bets that you guys want to talk about for tomorrow. LeBron's team is minus four and a half. But when you look at their over-unders for Team Durant and Team LeBron, it, it really should indicate to you it's a no-brainer to bet on LeBron's team because it's, it's over under 145 for Team Durant. It's over under 175. There's a 30-point difference in the over-unders between the two teams, and yet the Lions only have four and a half. That screams bet on LeBron's team. No, that and screams that's somebody made a mistake is what it screams. Yeah. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Well, here's the only problem. I'm not sure about USR because they've never made a mistake like that. I've had a few of those, and I don't know about you guys, more, more times than not, they give me my money back, but they don't pay me. You know, when it's an outrageous mistake outrageous like, that. like that. Yeah. yeah. And we've, we've had, Wes and I had one recently where they just, that little sign, you know, there before um, uh, point spread, there's a little sign. It looks like a minus sign, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they made a stake and they put a plus sign there. Well, you know, on a seven point game, that's a 14 point swing. Um, and it's just human error. And think about if you were running BUSR, how many games you're dealing with and point spreads and how much data entry you're putting in. It's pretty easy to hit the wrong button. But let's say they didn't make a stake. Either way, I'm still betting on LeBron's team. Look at these rosters up and down. He's got all the bigs. He's got all the ball handlers. Team Durant is full of just three-point shooters. Who's going to rebound on that team when you look up and down that roster? And, I mean, the big key being that you're not going to have Durant, right? It's Team Durant, but Durant's not going to be playing in the All-Star game because of an injury. So, I don't see how they match up. What do you think, Mikey? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that if you, whenever you have LeBron James, Giannis, and Steph Curry on the same team, along and Luka. with Luka, dude, what are you going to do, right? And, and Nicola. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a no-brainer. Um, I kind of see a slight chance, though. I want to keep a little little room for positivity. I do like uh, Joel Embiid. Like, dude, come on. You cannot tell me he, he he's not a top three uh, candidate for MVP oh, right now. Um, Kyrie Irving. Guy's weird in the head, but he knows how to dribble. Um, and then you can't ever count out uh, – Kawhi Leonard, 
dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's just hard. And it's the all-star game. How so hard is Kawhi Leonard going to play? Well, you can barely get this LeBron? guy to play in a back-to-back game <laughs> in the regular season. You know yeah. what? I'm an, I'm, play an ass, in an all-star game? I'm an Aztec, and, and I'm not even going to argue that. <laughs> so so you're saying ha- hammer the under on his points for, I think it's 14 and a half points. I probably I, I, I would. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play that hard. I think he's going to be like, look, I'm going to do 10 minutes. I'm out of here. <laughs> the it, one it, thing is crazy. It, he'll you'll find him playing ten points. He'll still find a way to. Put I'm not up saying the it's not possible. Boring twenty one. I'm just saying ever. of all the superstars in this All Star game, he's the one I'm kind of looking at. Like I don't expect you to care at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he is he's without a doubt the least flashy of all of them. But oh, he yeah. just he just does it all. I mean, he plays defense. He shoots. He rebounds. But the the funny part about it is when you when you're dealing with what did you say? 310? The over-under yeah, was? You, there's a lot of 15 points <laughs> spread around at 310. You can cash six player overs. Yeah. Well, what oh, do you think, sure. Chris? I mean, I got to go with Mikey on this. I think if Kawhi plays at least 20 minutes, he's going to go over the 14. And I think he shoots. He shoots the ball a lot. He's not, he doesn't have to play super hard. He doesn't give it a lot of effort. Um, I think when Kawhi is going to be in the game, he's going to pump it up there. He hit his three, so I think he can get his points pretty easily. Um, and overall for that game, I think that people are kind of underestimating uh, team with Durant. One thing they do have is they do have a lot of guards, and you say who's going to rebound. It's the all-star game who needs to rebound. It's going to be a lot of runouts. It's going to be a high-scoring guard game. I wouldn't be shocked if they give him a good game because I don't think LeBron's team is going to play super hard. I think Giannis might show up, um, but I was kind of curious for Mikey, did he have any kind of sleeper MVP people he was kind of thinking about for this game? Do you want me to say it? I'm going to say Zach Levine. I'm going to say Zach Levine. I was waiting for it. I was waiting yeah. for it. No, I'm going to say it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. For That's sure. who my three-point guy is. I think he's going to win three-point contest, so I, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Zach going to show up. I, I uh, him for sure. He's definitely the sleeper. I, I also I would also put up uh, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Um, I don't know. He somehow always manages to get thirty points a game, and uh, he's another guy. It's kind of a boring way of getting it, but um, actually, it's actually a really cool way. Never mind. I'm not even going to go into it. Um, yeah, I can only see. Uh, and then like favorites would probably be Giannis um, or. Yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, the young ones are going to be a lot of really uh, tryhards. They're going to be tryhards. So, well, and that's sure. that's a great point. Right, so, what what you said to me is, I'm just listening, right? And I'm inferring. Nobody's uh-huh. talking. This is not talking sports betting. You guys are just talking about what you're going to see. Chris mentioned it. You mentioned it. You got older guys. Maybe you're going to play earlier than the younger guys. So it might be a situation where. You could you could do some middling on this game on an over-under because it might slow down for a little bit in the middle as the young guys start taking over the game. And as you know, when those games, when those games are blowouts, it's different than when they're close. When they're close, they crank it up. And that last six or seven minutes, they will play basketball. And when those guys are shooting, you know, they get five points every 30 seconds, it seems like it's amazing. So that's just one thing to think about that after listening to you guys. What I'll pay attention to is, is that in line on the over-under. Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point, Chaz. Now, Chaz, I know you had some other things that you were excited about for tomorrow. You want to go through those? Uh, you know what? Not as much as excited as that. 
because there, there is there's some it's college football. I mean, it's what I live for. I live for college football, but it's weird because it's not like I when I come home on a on a Tuesday night in November, I'm going to watch football on a Saturday. I get football all day. This FCS stuff is football, but I can't really find it. I, some books have it. That's why I had multiple books. One of the books wasn't covering it. Then they're only having it for the game. So I'm going to pay attention. There's a couple of games tomorrow, but there's some really good college basketball. And as you guys know, this is it. These games count. People's eyeballs are on these teams much more this week than they were three weeks ago. And so tomorrow there's some big games. So Memphis is playing Houston, Baylor and Texas Tech, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. So, so I'm, I'm excited about some college basketball tomorrow. And what we have been noticing with college basketball is um, the, the same thing you guys see in the pros. The, the teams are running. So a team will get down by seven in the first half, given nine, and they'll go on a 36 to 10 run, and they'll cover the second half and the game. So pay attention to when you got a favorite who's a good team, not a favorite that's just a favorite, but a favorite that's also a good team. If they get behind, hop on them. Yeah, and to your point, Selection Sunday's next Sunday. And uh, you, me, Mike Brown, and maybe Mikey Betts here. I haven't talked to him about that yet, but maybe Mikey Betts here, too. We're going to do a sports betting one-on-one show, one-off show thing that we're going to talk about. We'll incorporate March Madness, but also teaching you guys kind of the ins and outs of different ways that you can kind of bet. And that's what we're going to call it, Sports Betting 101. And it's going to air at some point uh, the following week after Selection Sunday, right before the tournament starts. So look, at, keep an eye out at Belly Up Fantasy for that promotion. That'll be coming to you guys soon. You'll be able to check us out uh, for that and be able to play some March Madness bets and get prepared for the tournament. I got it. I'll interject here. Just today, I talked to a guy who was talking about a friend of his, and I know it wasn't one of those, my friend, when it's really him. This guy really it was his friend because I know his friend. And he wasn't betting for a while because he was doing stupid things, and then he hit. He hit the Super Bowl big. I don't remember what he hit, but he hit the Super Bowl big. Oh, Tampa Bay. So yeah. And then now, and so now he got betting again, and he's down like three grand in three weeks. <laughs> and there's a guy that really can't afford to lose three grand in three weeks, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about the 1-800-GAMBLER. Exactly. Well, no, but but it's because he's trying to do it on his own. Well, that's it. And if the thrill is cashing, why do it on your own? Why not get 101? Hell, 201 and 301 would help too. Yeah, they, exactly. certainly, they certainly would. They certainly would. So I'll be excited to do that. Like I said, it's a one-off show that we're all going to do together. Kind of the head honchos here of sports betting and Mike Brown joining us, uh, which he has not joined actually one of my shows yet. So this will be the first time uh, he'll be joining one. So that'll be interesting to look into as well. Mike, you got anything else you're looking at for tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I like Obi Toppin winning the uh, slam dunk contest. Oh, because, yeah? Yeah, oh, I, I wonder why. But, yeah, I do. I do like Obi Toppin. Um, Actually, a lot of people like him, though. I'm not going to call you a homer on that one. The Zach yeah. Levine thing, MVP, yeah, okay. But they, not the Obi Toppin thing. I'll let you slide on that one. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like, first of all, he's one of the only, I mean, better well-known names that are going to be in the slam dunk contest. So, uh, and it's always, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to see another Nick win uh, the slam dunk com- contest since Nate Robinson. It's been a hot minute. Been a hot minute. Not to get too sidetracked off of like what we like to bet and everything like that, but what do we all think about them having the all-star break? We know the players are very much against it. They weren't supposed to have it when the first season started. I'll, go, I'll throw this over to Chris. What do you think about them having it? Do you think it's worth it? Or do you, do you think, I mean, this is good for the fans? Is it, or is this really... Is 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 a risk they should not have taken at the end of the day? I think they should listen to the players, honestly. I think this whole season, the last two seasons, 
they really did a good job of kind of working in um in in line with the players making sure that what they wanted to have happen is what they kind of followed through with i think that everybody kind of realizes there needs to be a break nba season is a long rule long rolling season um a lot of people are talking about how some players are starting to get more testy more recently because they need to get to that break need to get some get away from basketball for a little bit um so i think it's good to have the break but as for the game itself i'm a little I'm a little curious to see how the game plays out. We were talking about Team LeBron. LeBron was very, very adamant that he didn't want to play this game. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how active he is even in this game. With Durant not playing, could LeBron not play? Could he play maybe a couple minutes? Um, I'm kind of interested to see some of the other players, especially some of the older veteran players who were very adamant and out and uh, spoke out about playing, how they kind of react. And then overall, kind of disappointed, Three, play, three people in the slam dunk contest, why well, have one? <laughs> yeah, you're already in the final, you know. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> and I like I liked Hoppin, and I like the, the idea. My only thing for him, why I feel like he won't win, is they like to reward the smaller players. I think Simmons wins because he's a guard. He's on six, under 6'5". Six, uh-huh. I think Hoppin will get penalized for being on the bigger players um, because you kind of see that other than Blake Griffin, a lot of times the guys who can are under 6'5". Six, seven, six, eight usually have more of an advantage than the guys who are taller. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, dude, for me, I, I, I'm kind of thinking, uh, obviously, I think, yeah, whatever the players want to do, it's their decision. And I, um, if you don't want to play, nobody's forcing you to play. Um, don't play in the All-Star game. I, that's my opinion. But um, I'm looking at the future. I'm looking at coming back i'm looking at is lou williams going to go to another strip club and is he going to be out for two more weeks i'm looking at is like what what's going to happen for the, the next two weeks that are occurring um and who's going to be out how is this going to affect the lines throughout the, the whole week and it, it's just how's it going to affect the playoff implications uh there's a lot that goes into a COVID year uh a lot a lot so just my two cents. That was, that was the biggest. That was the big question. Is it worth it? Because to your point exactly, what happens a couple of weeks from now? These guys are all you know hanging out, doing whatever. I don't know, Chaz. I know you're not as, as big in the basketball. No, but, but they your do. Thoughts? I do know they like their strip clubs. Oh, yeah. I do know that. Oh, who does? <laughs> they like the paychecks too. So I feel like they're going to ride it out and they're going to play and they're going to stick to the guidelines because at the end of the day, if you want to get paid, you got to play. You know. Uh, right. Yeah, if you want to get paid, you got to play. Um, I'm assuming. certainly how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. So, um, like I said, it's their choice if they want to play, if they don't want to play. But yeah, I think they should play, and I think that it'll ride out okay. Uh, we saw it with football; it was kind of a mess. Uh, you had like Tuesday afternoon games, and even in the summer, uh, with the bubble, you had weird times, weird games. We're gonna see it this whole season, but we'll, we'll adjust. There's no way that uh, money is going to be stopped by COVID, you know? Well, that, that's what, that's what's been made clear by this all-star game happening is that they were not going, they, right. they were not going to lose the money on it. It's too much money in this. No, no chance. Well, that's why they started the season so early. They started, uh, they, they gave them like a month break and Le- LeBron was having a fit about it. And they're like, well, yeah. we're going to lose $1.1 billion if we start two weeks later. And he's like, okay, guess we'll start now. So. Yeah, and basically what it boiled down to, to Chris's point, how much have you Well, LeBron seems to be pretty invested this season, even though he didn't want to play uh, when they started initially. So not that that's the same thing as the All-Star game, but it's a guy who, when he's on the floor, he does seem to kind of let it 
hang out. He's a, he's a good guy. Good guy. I don't want to say nothing too bad about LeBron, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like he, 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 he naps through the first half of the season and then he turns it on. He um, hasn't been able to nap this year. That's yeah. The whole, that's the whole thing. Right. And it's, it's not going to end well. I mean, it's, you know, how hard <laughs> it is to repeat, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's so hard to repeat. And if he does repeat, it's wow. You know what I'm saying? Just oh Yeah. Wow. It, would, it would, it would be an incredible finish. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. We'll be back next Saturday, same time, 9.30 on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. Mikey, let everybody know where they can follow you at and also let them know about your show that's going to be available on Monday. Uh, yes, Monday night, first off, you can find uh, the show on any of your podcast streaming apps, whatever you use. Uh, I'm going to have David Kaplan on the show, a.k.a. The Catman, and uh, we're just going to talk about uh, overs, unders, uh, the lines, every everything, uh, and your just it's a great show. So tune in; it's fun. It's fun yeah, too. Absolutely, it'll be available to you guys at Belly of Fantasy on Twitter, and of course also on Facebook and your favorite pod streaming app. You'll be able to find the Real Mikey Bet Show there. Chaz, what are you going to be up to this particular week? You know what? We're we're just going to continue to do what we do is in cash tickets. It's funny because I normally sports betting weekly. It's once a week. I do it on the weekends. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I sell footballs for a living. But I've got money in my account because I'm listening to you guys. So I keep betting. So I'm just going to keep betting. But I'm really excited about March Madness. It's, it'll be two years now since we had it. I know. I, I was like I said before, I was with withdrawal last year. It was it was it was crazy. I, I need my tournaments. I need my tournament. Chris. We're going to be seeing you, what, next week? We got you know, we on the Belly of Fantasy Live show. The MD show comes back March 19th. Draft coming up after, before that. Yep, we're coming. Draft coming up before that, yep. So you're going to see a lot more. Chris D is going to be, he's going to be attached to my hip, essentially, <laughs> uh, wherever we go on these shows, basically. And you can always catch me at Belly Up MD FM show on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook or on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WW. SRN. Like I said, we'll be back next week. And then after that, we'll have the Belly Up Fantasy Live show that following Tuesday at 8.30 at Belly Up Fantasy. And then the following week, March 19th, the MD's Fantasy Football Show will be back from 11 to 12.30 on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be back for our third season, the third season premiere. So very happy to get that underway. Make sure you guys check us out next week. Make sure you sign up for the free DFS DraftKings contest for championshipfootballs.com. Remember, the tournament doesn't run out to Wednesday, so you have extra time. So make sure you go ahead and click the link below. Again, the big congrats out to JA Meadows 17. And Chaz, as you always say, always be cashing. Always be cashing. We'll see you guys next time.